Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 544 of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is the next episode in the Diabetes Variable series. So it's going to be me and Jenny Smith. Jenny, of course, is a 30 plus year type one, a CDE, a nutritionist. She's, uh, she does a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, she's here today to talk about uh, a new topic, something that might come up in your life that very well may impact blood sugars. The variable that we'll be talking about today is masturbation. I know you probably saw that in your podcast player. But I'll just give you a second to let it sink in, right? So you know that's what we're going to talk about. And uh, it's going to be serious and it's going to be silly. So try to expect both serious and silly here. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I looked up some euphemisms for masturbating because I thought I would put a couple in here. But if I'm being honest, a number of them are disturbing, so we're just going to skip it. Instead, I'd like you to say your favorite euphemism out loud right now, no matter where you are. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Okay. All right, I'm just I'm just going to ask you before we start. Are you up, oh. are you up for something here? <laughs> like, how's, sure. How's your mood? It's not there? like technically researched. Like, oh my gosh, no. I have to delve into like studies for this question. It's the exact opposite of that. Okay, you ready? I feel so weird. I'm not going to look directly at you, Jenny. Okay. I, I want to talk about a variable today that I'm hoping. I mean, honestly, if you can't help me with this, is going to be such a sad conversation. But orgasm? Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a honestly. Do you want to know where I got it from? From your questions online. Besides the list, the the reason I moved it up on my list was there was a massive conversation in the private Facebook group amongst parents. It's just so weird to say who all had an aha moment at the same time. And a lot of their statements sounded like this. Oh, I just thought that at a certain time of night, my kid's blood sugar went up. Or I thought a shower made my kid's blood sugar go up. Or I thought, and I was like, oh my God, I never thought of this. So that's in the population in which that will occur. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I've got little kids who are like five and their bath makes their blood sugar go up, I guarantee it. This is probably <laughs> going to be a different thing. So the the um so the conversation started very boy-centric. Like people uh-huh. were very much like, oh, this is why my son showers make his blood sugar go up. This is why when my son's like door is locked, his blood sugar goes up, like goes that up. kind of stuff, right? But then very lovely uh, adult women uh, who have type one in the group jumped in and said, got to be honest with you my blood sugar goes up too when I'm doing that. And I was Hmm. like, okay. Now, some people said it doesn't, and some people says it does. But I want to, I guess I'm separating orgasm during 
intercourse from orgasm while you're by yourself because I guess it's probably, if you're doing it right, it's probably more vigorous when you're doing it with somebody else, right? So then there's other things to think about. Like, I would guess so. I would, would guess, guess so, so. yeah. Two children, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yes, I would guess so. Okay. I mean, experience-wise, and actually because I get into those conversations with my female clients, I don't think it's honestly ever been something that I've worked with that a gentleman has brought up to me, but the women that I work with, especially like in preconception time and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a topic that that's brought up. I've actually found, I think it seems to be about like a 50, 50 in, in women, so to speak, not the teens, but women who seem to have more of a drop in their blood sugar mm -hmm. after, but you know, I'd have to have data like, with markers of when and whatever to actually see, was there actually a rise before like the drop off, almost like you drop in blood sugar after exercise, but not maybe during it. So that could be, but I would expect in the teen population, I'd expect if I, if there's a little bit of maybe like, maybe there's like a behind the scenes, like anxiety, especially for teens who live with their parents and are in their shower or locking their bedroom door. There are other people in the house, right? So they're kind of at a point of like, so are you saying that while in my mind, they may be a little anxious doing this because they might be discovered. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's, so, a, it's oh, a thought. I, I enjoy thinking this through with you. This is fun. So the plotting you're saying could bring your like an anxiety or right something up. Correct. So while I'm walking around the house, making sure I got door locks, tissues, <laughs> stuff whatever like that, you need. whatever I need, I might be getting like a like, hey, I'm about to do this thing. Maybe someone, maybe it's exciting. Maybe I'm excited. I'm about to do it. Maybe I'm worried somebody's going to catch me. Um, right. Okay. I would I would put it kind of in the class of like practice running. Usually will keep your blood sugar steady or drop it, right? You oh. get to your A race and the adrenaline of the race day performance expectations and everything. Many of the athletes I work with on their race or their, you know, team kind of competition day, their blood yeah. sugars go up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe it's, I mean, again, studies would have to be done no, to we prove don't have the to do point. This but is a podcast. We can just talk these about These are all thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's a great question. It's a great question, it, it, really. It is. Listen, it is something that I would guess impacts most people. I might be giving something away here, but I would say many days of the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like frequently with enough frequency that it should be talked about. And there's no way anyone's going to talk about it. You said earlier, this has never come up with any gentleman. I'm going to tell you, Jenny, a guy who brings up... <laughs> I'll have to bleep this off. But a guy who gets on with you to talk about diabetes and then starts talking about their off habits probably aren't going to come across like gentlemen for very oh, long. No, <laughs> so, they aren't. That's so, true. That's why they're not asking you. They're probably just figuring it out on their own. That's why the podcast is here. So we can talk about stuff like this. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries. Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. 
Well, and you know, the funny thing is about it that from a parent standpoint, it's not something I've heard in terms of a question from parents either. And the topic of alcohol comes up Mm -hmm. very frequently for my teen population. I mean, I've had questions as young as kids who are like 13 and 14 parents questioning, you know, well, we don't encourage this and we've encouraged, you know, we've discouraged until this certain age or whatever. It is a point that I want you to bring up to reference the dangers of it. But this other topic, people don't want to think about it. I'm telling you don't, Bring up by going through the um the Facebook it, the thread it was forever long and most people found it incredibly valuable because it, you realize that especially for a mom I think like I would imagine a dad's just like I get that's happening and I don't say anything but moms are probably like they look at their sons and they they don't think of them that way when they're young mm-hmm. and then you hit that moment where you're gonna figure this part out that's not nearly the first thing that's going to pop into your head when you're like, I wonder why his blood sugar is going up because you're going to be thinking like, oh, maybe this is happening. Maybe it's a growth spurt. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Or maybe he's sitting and eating the bag of Pringles in his bedroom and forgot to bolus or right. whatever. But you're it, thinking other things. But but more more accurately, what happened is somebody they found attractive, he probably scrolled by on Instagram and, <laughs> and now, now there gonna, you go. Yeah, now we're going to see what we can do. So um, is there a physical... Like, so to start over again, you're saying women, when they're by themselves, as often as not finish and then their blood sugars drop? Or what do you see there? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say, again, in the women that I'm working with, mostly that the topic comes up, it's like in the preconception stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they're actually trying to have a child and have to do things in order to have the child, obviously. So we, we, you know, in terms of that, many are very willing and want to actually make notes about things so that they can figure out what to do. Okay. Um, and so most often, I would say, like I said before, about 50, at least 50% of women find that it's more the after is a drop in blood sugar mm-hmm. versus the during. Okay. So... And I would expect but maybe that, it has to do with movement and length of time together and all of the other things that could propel more of a drop in blood sugar, or it could be, you know, like the end of a run. Many people have a lower blood sugar in the aftermath of a run for hours because of the lasting effect of those exercise. like feel good hormones right. and the exercise. So, okay. But if we're, if we're talking about, have you had any experience with like women talking about masturbating? Or no. is this mostly, yeah. So no, nobody's ever come to you and said, like, nope. Jenny, when I flick my bean, like stuff, ha- nothing like that. By the way, what's your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite, we'll, ble- well, I'm going to bleep this out so no one ever knows, but <laughs> tell me your favorite euphemism for masturbating that a woman can use. Oh my God. I don't even know. <laughs> I know. There was no I guess I never think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of like what you would call it i don't yeah i yeah okay, i don't know fine all right i just thought you that's might totally have funny all right, that's fine. all right so all right so <laughs> that's so, a great it's a great question though especially considering all of the like tune in commentary that 
was kind of being discussed online about it. Yeah, it was super interesting how interested people were. I also, like, listen, as I think through what I know about masturbation and what I know about diabetes, I would say for an older person who doesn't feel a guy, who doesn't feel like, oh, someone's going to catch me, doesn't have any of that build-up stuff, I would say that, you know, you'd be surprised how it pops into men's heads, like in the course of a day, you know, like the way you might, the way you might think like, I'm going to get a glass of water now. Like a guy might be like, Oh, you know what I'm going to do? And so that might be very blase leading into it. And then, so I'm guessing there's vigor and excitement during. And then this could be like an adrenaline rush, which could be a bit of an adrenaline rush. Although sometimes it's medical, Jenny, you know what I'm saying? Sure. No, you don't even know. You're such a no. decent person. <laughs> like, I'm such a what person? You're such a decent person. Like, <laughs> here's my. Sometimes it just needs to be accomplished. Okay, it's like a chore and not yes. a not a fun thing. Right. Um, but I would think that gotta it, get it done. It's like mowing the lawn. Check it off. See, there's your euphemism. <laughs> it's it's mowing <laughs> the lawn. Next time your husband like disappears for 15 minutes and he comes back, go, hey, were you mowing the lawn? <laughs> <laughs> He'll never know what you were talking about. Um, and and so I would I would guess too for a lot of women it might feel more intimate than um than for guys who might see it more as utilitarian sometimes. Uh, I would guess. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot to be considered here, but if you're the parent of a adolescent child and you can't figure out why every time the door is locked there's a blood sugar change, I mean I don't know where to go from there with that. I never had to have that conversation with my kids so far. Although in the course of the conversation online, an adult woman talked about um, her mother could see her orgasms on the CGM and knew it over like, cause her mother was like inspector Clouseau. So the girl would go out sometimes on a date. She'd see this thing happen. The girl comes home and then the mom started putting two and two together. And then the girl grows up and becomes an adult and the mom's, and now the girl's mom knows when she's having sex by your CGM data. I'd be like, Ma, you got to get rid of my Yeah, yeah, that would be time to go then. <laughs> you can't follow me anymore. I'm so sorry. But anyway, that's a variable. That's that really interesting. I guarantee you no yes. one else is going to bring up on their diabetes blogger podcast except for me no so that might be more of an after dark one <laughs> i think i can do an after dark kidding. variable <laughs> that would be yeah, after dark variable. diabetes variable after dark and then i'm just gonna call it i don't even know what i would call it i'll use my <laughs> i can't use my favorite euphemism but anyway <laughs> i will share something personal with you when we're done doing this <laughs> not about me about, about a euphemism that i think is funny all right we're done with this now <laughs> it's over A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. And if you enjoy Jenny, she actually does this for a living, so you can find her at integrateddiabetes.com. Let Jenny help you with your diabetes needs. Before I go, I'll remind you that the Diabetes Pro Tip series begins at episode 210 and goes on for quite some time.
episode 211 is called All About MDI, while 212 is all about insulin. 217, pre-bolus, 218, temp basal, 219, insulin pumping, 224, mastering a CGM, 225, bump and nudge, 226, the perfect bolus, 220, excuse me, 231, variables. That's a pro tip that just talks about variables. And then this is a episode about a specific variable. Anyway, let's not get confused. You're probably writing. 237, diabetes pro tip, setting basal insulin, 256, exercise, 263, fat and protein, 287, illness, injury, and surgery, 301, glucagon and low BGs, 307, emergency room protocols, 311, long-term health, 350, bump and nudge part two, 364, pregnancy, 371, explaining type one, 391, glycemic index and glycemic load, 449, postpartum, 470, weight loss. They are available right here in your podcast player at juiceboxpodcast.com and at diabetesprotip.com. Check them out, please, please, please. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.